Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, along with your co-host JG. Woo! We're going to take you from the playground to the boardroom. Gut Wisdom will make you think and will leave you with real solutions that come from real wisdom. We're with you every Saturday night at 7 p.m. and we promise to give you our very best. Through our company's Core Solutions and the Gassman Financial Group, JG and I work with chief executives and business owners across the country. And here's what we do. We help them strategically grow their business, increase their teams, I would say viability and probably lack of dysfunction, yep. help their employees reach their fullest potential both personally and professionally. We get deep into the understanding of their unique business culture. Everything from hiring, firing, Hmm, performance management, employee engage, engagement, you name it. So gut wisdom is for everyone. It was created with the purpose for us to share what we know so that you can learn and incorporate some of our proven wisdoms in your own life. Over the next hour, we're going to be talking about EQ, that's emotional intelligence, what it is, how you can increase it, and why you should even care to do so. So JG, have you ever walked, I don't know, worked with anyone that was really smart but challenged in dealing with people? Yes. Tell me. I have a very good friend who's a physician, bright beyond compare, graduated from one of the top universities in the U.S., mm -hmm. extreme. And he's your friend? Yeah, believe it or not. <laughs> he is one of my friends, and he's actually somebody I've worked with for a pretty long time. So how has he challenged working with people? Yeah, he's got a lot of issues in how he deals and how he communicates and how he talks to people. Okay, well, hold that thought because we have to take a okay. quick break. Sorry to interrupt. Be right back. <laughs> You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. Pure, raw, and real dialogue about the most pressing problems in business and in life. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along with your host, JG, we'll be right back with some awesome wisdom on emotional intelligence and how it can be the key to your career, business, and personal success right after these messages on WCBS News Radio 880. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back. And if you're just tuning in, you are listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. And tonight we're talking about all things related to EQ, emotional intelligence, and how it can be one of the major contributing factors to your career, business, and personal success. Hmm. So, JG, I asked you before, you started telling us a story yes, about, before the break about yeah, a good this friend of mine really, who's a physician. really, yeah. really smart physician who's yeah. your good friend. Yeah. So, why was he challenged in dealing with people? He was so brilliant, so talented. He, he was totally off the charts in terms of, I would, I would actually call him a genius. Hmm. However, when he dealt with people, when he communicated, he had such a way of communicating, very negative. He had a Was that with way everybody? Of dissing yeah, most people that he communicated, especially at work, mm. work more probably than a, in his home life. Mm -hmm. 
He just treated everybody like like they're underlings, like they were unimportant. I'm curious. Did you ever look up his ratings and see if patients liked him? I never did. But his bedside manner, I mean, I would never go to him as a physician because he, he lacked, you know, uh, developing a personal relationship with people the way he would deliver mm-hmm. his information. It was it was awful. So the answer is no. I wouldn't use him as a doctor if he was a uh, good friend of, you know, if he was so good. But, yeah. Uh, well, so emotional intelligence, do you know what that means? What is it? Uh, uh, you're going to ask you. me. So basically, our definition of pair core solutions, emotional mm-hmm. intelligence yep. is the ability to manage ourselves and our relationships. So when we give people that defini- definition, generally speaking, you know, you get kind of one or two responses. Basically, people are like, oh, I know a lot of people that need to be taught about yeah. how to manage themselves. Or some. sometimes we get the question of, do people really need to be taught this? Yeah, and the answer is B. Yeah, people, people do need to really focus on this skill. Just like any other skill, this skill of communication, you need to practice it to perfect it. Hmm. And it's not that easy. But... You know, I sort of think of this as, didn't we learn this when we grew up? I don't know. Did we? Some did and some don't. Some comes back. Some people come with batteries not included and some come with batteries included. Well, sometimes people think, you know, you're taught good manners. So that means then you know how to do and be good, yeah. uh, communicate well, be nice, play nice in the playground. In the sandbox. Right. Well, the truth is we are taught, obviously, some of these things as we're growing up. But the lessons are really, you know, they vary in such a wide degree because it, there's just too many other factors. Our parents, our teachers. Our friends, who we, you hang out with. Exactly. So we all bring different levels of emotional intelligence to the table, which means we all have different ways of dealing with each other. And just FYI for our listeners, um, the short term for emotional intelligence is EQ, which mm-hmm. is very different yes. than IQ. Just wanted you to know that right, you know, right out of the gate. So, Gigi, why why bother talking about EQ or emotional intelligence? When we talk about emotional intelligence, you think about things about how do you handle stress? Can you handle it more calmly? Mm-hmm. That would be one. Two, bouncing back more quickly from issues. Better decision making when you're looking at things, especially under pressure, mm-hmm. improving relationships, whether it be at home or in the workplace or with friends, taking control of your career, and more importantly, taking control of happiness. I love, see, taking control, it's a choice. We mm-hmm. can always choose to control or not to. Absolutely. Right? Isn't that sort of like to be or not to be? That is the question. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so with that kind of quick definition, let's talk about the pieces of EQ let's or emotion. Let's define it. We'll define it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's the self-management, that self-control, which consists of self-awareness yep. and self-regulation. Those two aspects are what we're talking about tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, next Saturday night, we'll pick up the other aspects of EQ, which would hand, you know entail uh, motivation, like the social skills, right? Motivation, communication, empathy. Mm-hmm. Your favorite, 
right? Relationship management. Yes, and relationship management. But for tonight, we're sticking with self-management, which is all about self-awareness and self-regulation. So notice, and I'll Mm -hmm. say this again, we have not mentioned anything, JG. Anything about IQ, exactly. Because we're not talking about tonight anyway, about how smart somebody is. We're not talking about their cognitive ability. Mm -hmm. This is totally different. And in fact, studies have shown that there's really frequently no relationship to somebody's IQ quotient, or that's what that is, intelligence quotient, Mm -hmm. um, and their EQ, their emotional intelligence. So intelligence doesn't equate to effective communication skills. Correct. I had okay. to think about what you just said, and yes, it registered. That's exactly what it. That was very good. Uh, we'll call that active listening. Yes. Yes. So, has anyone out there? I'm just curious, listening. Have you ever worked with anyone who is very clearly smart? Right. Super smart. Yeah. Intelligent. Real smart, but incredibly difficult to work or deal with. Yeah. Send us your stories. We want to hear about those stories. It's very um, it's very interesting. We had a situation uh, on our way to the studio this evening, did we not? I don't know what you're referring to. Yes, you do. We're talking about the emotion. Uber driver. The Uber driver. <laughs> what happened, JG? Well, I plugged it. We let we left. We were meeting Uber. Mm-hmm. We had a place, mm-hmm. time and place, on the app. And wait, and- I just want to set the stage. It was a crowded corner. It's Saturday night. Yeah. There's all people there's, busy coming all, and going, mm, going out all this for going dinner out. and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. A little, little bit before seven. And I press the button. I'm waiting for the car. And it says six minutes. Right. And you're looking at the app. And the cool thing about the app is it shows you the progress the driver is making, like around the block and around the corner. And he's not moving. And it's no more six minutes. This is like we're waiting 10 minutes. Yeah. It felt like a very long time. It, it, it and was I was on my phone, so I wasn't really paying attention. 10 minutes. They were down to like five. And is if you know the way Uber works is if you cancel within five minutes, they ding your card. They charge you. So we were there 10 minutes. It says five minutes. Easily. And I was like, there's no way. The guy hasn't moved from one corner to the next. And finally, you know, I'm like ready to hail another cab. And I'm getting upset. I'm getting tense. Well, because we didn't want to be late for the show. Absolutely. And I, there's pressure. Absolutely. Right? We're feeling that pressure. Yep. So here we are, we're waiting, and all of a sudden, I'm looking, and I see the driver pull up, and I'm matching the license plate, right, to what's on my app. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, that's the guy. But why are there five people in that car? I thought that was strange. Wasn't it? Well, I would, (laughs) yes. And finally, I'm like trying to hail the guy. From my perspective... All I know is I'm freezing. My head is in my phone. I'm wondering in my head, what is taking so long? I look, I see this car on the corner, and yep. you're having some kind, and I see people in the car. Just and I'm trying you to communicate said, with the guy, and you, the guy won't how were you? How are you trying to communicate? I was using, I don't know, certain verbs. Curse words? We were you cursing? You can't repeat those words online. Were you yeah. out of control? <laughs> yes, Did, I was out of control, as yeah. usual. And what happened? And then the guy finally opened the window when I said, no, and he opened the window and he's like, no, 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 you're my fair. And I was like, forget it. You got these people. And the people were like, we could use the Uber car. And I was like, what's going on here? But didn't you say then, you saw them offer him 20 bucks or yeah, something? Yeah, they gave him 20 bucks. And then he says, oh, when, when I pulled over, these guys said they were John. Right. And I was like, what? And he gave him a, a lift. And then finally these people got out. And I, I was besides myself. I was cursing. I was upset. <laughs> I was mad. I was angry. And and in and, that and in that 
fit of rage. Fit of rage when we got into the Uber. How long uh-huh. did it take you to calm down? A little while. Right. So if you think about it, mm-hmm. do you think you have a high level of emotional intelligence? No. Not me. I think you do, <laughs> but I think like anything else, like there are certain we're saying, things that like, really you have just to, trigger, and you, I'm aware of the triggers, and you have to practice it. Yes. I mean, just the other day there was some kind of miscommunication, but I guess we can. Well, you forgot to tell me about something, and uh, yeah, it is I what forgot it is. to tell you about something. We'll talk about that. I'm Anyways. sure shortly. Yeah. Well, you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. We're here every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS News Radio 880. Tonight we're talking about emotional intelligence, and you could learn more about us at our website at gutwisdom.com. Dee, any thoughts or comments? Yes, I'm excited because when we come back, we have a special guest. Who's our guest tonight? I'm not announcing him yet, but he (laughs) will actually, we're going to experience on air emotional intelligence in action. So I'm super psyched. Stay tuned. WCBS. Delays of two hours plus. With drive time traffic every five minutes, live from Chopper 880. We're just getting the first look here. Plus all the latest news. Several buildings have been evacuated. WCBS News Radio 880. We're back and you're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with our co host, JG. And Woo. if you're just turning in, we're talking about emotional intelligence. E. Mm. what it means to your career, your business, and even your personal life. So just before the break, we defined EQ or emotional intelligence and also why you may want to pay attention to your own EQ. And so tonight we are so excited. Pumped. Why, JG? Why are we so pumped? Because we have a super guest. Who's our guest? Who's our guest? Dave Friedman. Hello. David Friedman. Yeah. Woo-hoo. Dave. Dave is our Paracore Solutions, our certified emotional intelligence director of human capital management. No, Dave is certified in EQ, and we are so happy that you're here tonight, I'm very Dave. Excited to be here. I know. I know. I bet Welcome. you never expected you. this. So, you're going to teach us and our listeners tonight about emotional intelligence, and I know you'll be back next week for part two, but what do you have in store for us tonight? Well, I uh, thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks to you both. Yeah. Uh, So I figured I would start with uh, something really, really fast to kind of illustrate emotional intelligence. Great. Uh, It's... Uh, so, JJ, I'm going to use you as a guinea pig, if you don't mind. Oink, oink. Oh, I was going to say right. oink, oink. Excellent. I it's like a, when you use quiz, him as a guinea but, pig. You know, okay. it's, it's fast. Oh, but he's, right. but he's ready. He's ready, right. yeah. So, sure. uh, so, to everybody listening, I'm about to hold up a piece of paper for JG, and I'm going to ask JG to, to say what's on this piece of paper as quickly as possible. You ready? I'm ready. Paris in the Spring Triangle. All right. Thank you, JG. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to all of our listeners out there who can't see this piece of paper, which is all of you, what I actually held up to JG is a triangle with the words Paris in the, the spring. And what did he say? Paris, Paris in, in the, the spring. spring. I so he got it right. Did he get it right? No. No, I missed the <laughs> second the. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay, I was confused. Yeah. So, so you got so it wrong. So the question is, what happened? What happened? Good question. My eyes plays trick on me. Woohoo. <laughs> Your eyes play trick on your eyes play the trick on you. <laughs> sure, but what did your mind do? My mind read very quickly what right. it said, and it skipped over the words. Right. Why did it skip over that second the? I don't know why. What do you Maybe think? Maybe I'm not intelligent. 
No, I think that we, we're used I don't know, to I'm guessing. I think we're just used to reading a certain way. I think I've seen things, tests similar to this sure. on, um, I don't know, LinkedIn, Facebook, any any one of the social medias where it's, you know, find the word that's uh, either spelled incorrectly or find the C in the word. I don't know. Right. That... Well, that, absolutely. I mean, what, well, what I happened here. Well, I looked at it so quickly. Is, that and I... that was what I asked you to do, right? I mean, right. I set you up for failure, you know, so you can, you can <laughs> yes. be angry at me later. You know, you can Just test don't fire him. We can't fire him. <laughs> However, what, what I mean, what we're talking about here is your brain going on autopilot, right? Totally. You know, you saw the, the words. words you needed to see in order to say it quickly. You skipped over the second the. Yeah. Right. So. Totally. Uh, you know, I, I like to think of this in, uh, there's an analogy I like to think of uh, when I think about this, which mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, in today's today's age, all music is uh, electronic in terms of how you listen to it, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, records may be making a comeback, but most music is electronic. And we're talking about things like MP3 files. Uh-huh. And when we're talking about these, we're talking about the music being compressed, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is great. You know, it's it's modern technology. It means that you can hold thousands of songs on, you know, your on your phone, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how this sort of plays into I'm getting EQ. There. No, okay, absolutely. go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, it's a roundabout. It seems roundabout. But the, the, the mm-hmm. idea here is that they're called compressed music files. But what that implies mm-hmm. is that the music is somehow squeezed, like in a vice, right? Compressed, and then when you yes. listen to it, it all comes back again. Right. But what really happens in order for these files to get small is a lot of stuff is actually removed. Stuff that supposedly the human ear can't hear, right? We're not gonna talk, we're not gonna get into that on whether or not that's true, but the fact is that what happens here is that uh, in in the name of speed, in the name of efficiency, Mm -hmm. JG missed the second the, and it's sort of the same thing, right? That it was good enough, right? you know, and so, uh, so I, you know, I- I, So it's making a rash, Decision. Right, right, right. So, so I relate this to emotional intelligence because a key area of emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence, is self-awareness. You know, it's it's recognizing your own thoughts, your own emotions. Yeah. Stop right there. Sorry, yes. I hear self-awareness, and I don't know how many shows we've done so far. Maybe this is our only our sixth. Mm-hmm. But I know I've said it at least once, and I have to say it again. So I have to just interject. I promise I won't do that too much. But self-awareness, when you talk about being a great leader, right? And I know for sure I've said in the past, leaders, I don't care how old you are, I don't care where you come from, what you have, what you don't, how old, makes no difference to me. Leadership behavior is... Uh, begins, all begins with, with all begins with self-awareness so yeah, then that means all of the articles that we read on emotional intelligence when you talk about self-awareness you must be highly emotionally intelligent to be a great leader because you have to be self-aware absolutely there you go I just want to know absolutely thy, it starts it with the say? self-awareness know thyself Yes. Got to really know that. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and now I won't interrupt you anymore. No, please. that's fine. <laughs> no, absolutely. So it starts with the self-awareness, and then it gets to the self-regulation, the self-control, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, JG, if you had been able to just take probably another two seconds. I would have seen it. You would have seen that second the, but you well, know, I didn't and give maybe, you that opportunity. Wait, so does that also mean if he would have taken another two seconds tonight on the corner with the Uberman, he would have been calmer? One could uh, probably. One could make that, <laughs> that inference, yeah. <laughs> Probably. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Dave. Absolutely. Sorry to interrupt. Well, no, uh, no, no, absolutely. So, uh, you know, I uh, when I think about emotional intelligence, uh, you know, and, and I like to think that it's actually more important today than it's ever been Why? before in the past. Why is that? I'm so glad you asked. Yes, I knew you would be. <laughs> well, you know, if you think about 
uh, you know, a little bit of the history of man, right? At one point, way, way back, we were living in caves, right? Well, some and of us not, still are. Well, sure. Speak and, for yourself. Yep. No, absolutely. And, and you know, there were much more simple societal norms, right? Your, your decisions were a lot easier. Do yeah. you live? Do you die? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Do you kill or do you be killed? Right. So right. Yes. Uh, uh, it, at the same time, let's go to the other the, the other end of the spectrum. You know, we're not robots. Sure. Not we're, aliens. We're not aliens. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're not Spock. Mm-hmm. Right. Who, uh, uh, if anybody knows, I'm sure most people know about it, but that Spock uh, lives completely uh, on logic. And yeah. we can't do that either. Right. It's all rational. It's all logic. What we are. Right is com- very complex human beings living in a very complex world, oh, and getting right? more and more complex all by the, the day, all the time, and, and including our workplaces as well. That sure, it, it becomes more important all the time. I think Dale Carnegie in his book How to Win Friends and Influence People talks about, you know, how people make decisions based on emotions, and then what do they do? They then try to qualify it with rationality. Right. Yes. Well, we're I, emotional creatures. Doesn't that sort of go? Doesn't that lead to belief, mindset, and behavior? Yes. Another show. Another show. <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. So we are complex human beings. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm actually, um, you know, that there's a lot of talk right now about uh, technology taking over for, you know, taking over our jobs in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that's probably going to be another show, I would imagine. But, yes. you know, to, to just touch on it very briefly is the, the, the fact that a lot of people are talking about, so what's going to be left? in the future, right? And what's going to be left is that you're going to need more emotional intelligence if you want to be more valuable in the future, because a lot of jobs, like it or not, are going away. Mm. No question. If you think about what we were talking about last week in You're Hired, You're Fired, the behavioral-based interview questions that we ask candidates, it doesn't even matter what position, you know, they're looking for. We're looking to see how emotionally intelligent are they? Sure. Yeah. Not no, in, it's not a new practice, and I'm sure it's not limited to pair, by the way. So no, it's not absolutely. Like we're and most scientists. people don't know that they're doing it. That's right. Right? Most behavioral interview questions are measuring emotional intelligence, whether you call it that or not. So what what's the science behind EQ? Sure. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of science to back this up. You know, we're talking about social and psychological studies. We're talking uh-huh. about neuroscience. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, 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 as an example that... A lot of people like to use in terms of the brain that there's a section of the brain called the amygdala. Yeah, uh, a lot of people know that as the security guard. Is that mm-hmm. the old brain? It uh, it is known as kind of the oldest section of the brain. Fight or flight kind it's of the thing. The fight or flight, right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we're getting back again to the cavemen, right? You yes. Know, that the the life was probably a lot more centered on the amygdala mm-hmm. uh, back then. Uh, so. Uh, you know, and uh, a lot of what we're we're talking about is uh, neuroplasticity. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a big word to basically say that uh, your brain can change. Uh, and I love that. So wait, sorry, mm-hmm. I'm, inter- I'm interrupting. So if your brain can change, then that means, and listeners, I think if I'm right, this is a good thing. That means that we are never too old. Absolutely. To change bad habits. Absolutely. Is that true? 
That is absolutely true. Uh, Did everybody hear that? Hello out there. Did everybody hear that? So no matter how old you are, when I hear, you know, people say, ah, I'm too old to change. There's no way. I've been like this my whole life. So that is completely by choice, that means. You can change. Okay. Absolutely. It's well known that there are, uh, are kind of two sections of the brain. There's the rational part of the brain and there's the emotional part of the brain. And there are neural pathways that go between them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And studies have shown that these neural pathways can be created. Uh, I kind of like to think of them as as deer tracks in the woods Uh that, you know, before there was just brush. Mm -hmm. And over time, you know, deer have gone through them and eventually the pathways get, you know, more defined. Interesting. And that's actually what happens in your brain. And so the whole part about never being too old to change your habits the opposite, maybe not the opposite, but but uh, kind of going along with that is it does get harder in that the more you use that same neural pathway. So let's sure. say you know you're, you're you you have a gut reaction uh, to every time the Uber driver pisses you off. Yeah, right. That you're going to do that every time unless you start really paying attention to. Yeah. All right, but you can. But it's you like absolutely a but you can. can. So do you have? I love this. Oh, how blessed are we to have? David Friedman. Oh, thank you. Do you have a fun example of um, any scientific studies related to EQ, Dave? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the, one of the uh, the studies I love to talk about is the uh, marshmallow test. I love marshmallows. Marshmallow. <laughs> Who doesn't S'mores. love marshmallows? Okay, let's hear this. All right. So this was a study from the the late '60s, early '70s at Stanford University. It was a psychologist named Walter Mischel, uh, and he ran a series of studies where he uh, brought it four year olds into a room. Mm-hmm. All right. Picture four-year-old sitting at a table. He would put a marshmallow in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe not always him. There was an administrator uh, that would do this. And the, the, the person would say, all right, you can have this marshmallow. But you know what? I got, I got to step away for a little bit. Uh, and when I come back, I'm going to bring another marshmallow with me. Mm-hmm. If you wait to eat this marshmallow now, I will let you eat both marshmallows later. Otherwise, wow. you only get the one that's in front of you now. Interesting. Okay. Oh. All right. So this was a series of experiments, and basically the outcome of that was that a third of these four-year-olds couldn't wait. They ate the marshmallow, right? All right, so that's interesting, but that's not really the point of the study. The point of the study was that they followed up with these kids years later. We're talking about when they were 16 to 18 years old. And what happened? Well, what happened was really, really interesting. They love marshmallows. (laughs) They hate marshmallows. They will only... No, I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. I can't wait to hear this. So what happened was those those children that had resisted back back in the day... Didn't jump and eat them immediately. Uh, Eat the one immediately. Right. Right. Those ones, through a series of measurements, their parents, themselves, Uh what they found was that these children had stronger social skills. They were more self-assertive. They had ability to cope with frustrations. Wow, that was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, they embraced challenges. They were trustworthy, and they could control their impulses, which I know we've been talking a lot Would, about. Wait, that. wouldn't it be cool if we could do? Can we do a marshmallow test with adults in the workplace? Absolutely. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So what those, else did the study show? Those are the show? ones that resisted, right? So then you talk about uh, the the rest that couldn't. Yeah, they came up with wait that couldn't wait for the they, second they had marshmallow. They waited for the second marshmallow, they so that they could wait. have two. So they yeah. gobbled up that first exactly. one before so the second. So years later, they're now yeah. sixteen or eighteen years old, and they are shown to have lower social skills. They're more stubborn, indecisive. You know, they they show more jealousy, more envy. How's their self esteem? 
it's definitely lower, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, they're, so they're fascinating. more easily upset by frustrations. And here's the thing that really Any connection blows to my SAT mind. scores? <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. You've read this, have you not? <laughs> you told me. <laughs> they actually uh, did have lower SAT scores. So we're not talking about a measurement that was opinion here. They studied SAT scores. That's so fascinating. That is just amazing. Absolutely. So, okay, let me... Um, did you say everything you want to say about that marshmallow test? Yes. Because I did have a quick question. Um, so because... I have a question. Okay. So sure. does that mean, based on this experiment, does that lead one to assume that emotional intelligence is hardwired and you can't really improve it? Well, and you know, just like we were talking about with neuroplasticity, with, with being able to create neural pathways, the answer is no. Uh-huh. Uh, that uh, it, you can absolutely learn emotional intelligence. You can improve it, just like you said at the very beginning of the show. It's something it's like that, you practice. that you practice. It's a muscle that you practice. Uh-huh. You know, I, getting back, you know, to the marshmallow test. Let, let's, you know, kind of ask ourselves a question: What if, in the ensuing years, you know, in between the, the when they were four and when they were sixteen, yes, you know. Uh, they they went through study. Uh, not, they they were taught this in school, mm-hmm. right? They were they were uh, brought through exercises for self control, mm-hmm. uh, specific lessons about self awareness, mm. uh, controlling their emotions, regulating their actions. You know, you you, you kind of have to ask yourself, would that have changed the long term results? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I well, think- he, I, I you know I'm the interrupter here because we're going to have to come back and actually take a break and Dave. You have to stay with us a little bit longer because it looks like you have to continue with us because this is <laughs> fascinating right, information. To. So we are going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. Hey, everybody. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio at 880. I'm JG along with my co-host, Deirdre Koppelman. And tonight we're talking about emotional intelligence, EQ. We have a lot to talk about with our special guest, Dave Friedman from our company. Loving Dave. Dave, you you are just so brilliant. Yes. (laughs) Including uh, highly emotionally intelligent. Oh, well, I thank you. What are the benefits, do you think, of raising your emotional intelligence? Can you talk a little bit about how that helps businesses? Sure. Yeah. No. There's there's a lot of data out there to support uh, to support this. But so not to not to get too deep into it. But back mm-hmm. in the 1990s, the U.S. Air Force was having a lot of trouble with their recruiters quitting after the first year because mm-hmm. uh, it's a very stressful job. They implemented a test for emotional intelligence. A marshmallow mm-hmm. test? <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> test that's a little more difficult than the marshmallow <laughs> test. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah, an emotional intelligence test. And yes, you can actually test for this. Wow. Uh, and they uh, they estimated that they saved three million dollars annually as a result. That their uh, that's a, huge. Their first year attrition rate for the recruiters went from thirty five percent to five percent. Wow! Just because of the training and the test. Because of the well, the the the, the one piece of data they know of is the test. Wow! That basically that's they were huge. they were putting the right person into the job uh-huh. based on the test. That's huge. Yeah, that's amazing. Hmm. So that's in the military. So how would that 
if you think about it, how would that affect regular businesses today? How does emotional intelligence really help them? Sure. There have been other studies about that, as uh-huh. a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, one of them was a study of 300 executives. Mm-hmm. All right. And what they did is they, uh, they, they found that uh, strength in six areas of emotional intelligence separated what they called uh, the men know, from the boys exactly the average <laughs> I was, from the I was stars. guessing yeah. no that's it that's it no so that that uh, it basically came down to emotional intelligence that separated you know the the real leaders of a company the real star performers what were mm-hmm. what the were the do you remember I you know I actually were? but you know we could yep. post it don't worry yeah, about yeah. that oh, so sure. so what about benefits of emotional intelligence to just kind of all you know everyday, everyday people. people well sure i everyday mean everyday people <laughs> i mean you know it it kind of comes down to some basic things you know do you want to get a job mm-hmm. you know do you want to get a promotion mm-hmm. you know and uh, like we said kind of at the beginning of the show here you know whether you know it or not or whether companies know it or not they're measuring emotional intelligence uh, in an interview, you sit down in an interview, and whether you're the person interviewing you knows it or not, you know they're looking for communication. Yeah, they're we, looking we for pay a lot of attention to how people react to things. Oh, Absolutely. there's no question about it. I'm just curious. So when when an employer or hiring manager is interviewing somebody, I wonder if they don't. Do, is it possible to confuse? You know, is this a good? Is this person a good fit for our culture? With EQ questions, could you confuse them? I'm sure you could, but uh, you know it, what you are looking for ultimately in those soft skills, in those emotional intelligence areas, mm-hmm. they are probably going to be aligned with at least what the interviewer sees as the culture of the company. Fascinating. So, so let me ask you a question as a follow up to that. So, sure. if companies are so focused on EQ, on emotional intelligence, why are there people with such low EQ? being promoted to big positions in big companies. Great, 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 great yeah, question. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's yeah. kind of a key question, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's uh, it, it comes down a lot to the fact that at lower levels of a company, mm-hmm. uh, when you come in, you know, your entry-level jobs, even your mid-level jobs, you are generally you know, generally hired for your technical skills. Can you actually do the job? Mm-hmm. Once you're in the company, that your promotional decisions are more based again on the social. no, they're they're again based on your technical skills, uh-huh. right? How much money a salesperson brings in, sure. How much money you save gets for a company, them promoted. That, kind of thing. that gets them promoted rather than well, should this person actually be a manager? Yeah, mm, so that's you know? fascinating because how many you know how many times do we? There's actually a ton of training out there. You know, so many people get elevated into management positions, but mm-hmm. don't have what they call management training or supervisory skills but that's almost not enough right it's it's have they been trained on you know supervisory or management and you know delegation and strategic planning and all those things that you need as you get elevated but it's the soft skills communication skills are typically not taught yeah i don't know why Right. Well, and that's why, you know, we encourage our clients to do exactly yeah. that. You know, it, it, if you wait to teach only your leaders about emotional intelligence, about these soft skills, you're probably a little too late. Not, it's not like we said, they're going to learn it. Yeah. But in the meantime, how many of their employees are quitting because they can't deal with it? Well, take a Good. step back. How many of those leaders are emotionally intelligent themselves? To begin with. Right. No, good, le- good leaders teach other people to be good, good leaders. leaders. Right. Yeah. It's a yeah. good point. 
So self-awareness. Mm. Let's talk about self-awareness. I try to be self-aware. JG, are you self-aware? Some of the time. I think for the most most of the time I am, but there are those little instances where, you know, I fall I fall off the bus. Like when you gave me the middle finger the other day? <laughs> I didn't do that. You yes, did you that. did. No. You no, were no. so angry. And I didn't even know why you were angry. Angry. Sorry, Dave. This is no. an emotionally intelligent uh, <laughs> an EQ charged convo as they say. You just gave me the finger for no reason. I had no idea. No, I gave you the hand. No, no, JJ. I used to have a I used to have a rabbi in yeshiva that used to say, "I give you the finger, and you want the whole hand." Well, you gave me the finger, and I didn't want the finger or the whole hand. Quite <laughs> I was, frankly, I had no. You were so angry. What happened? I don't know what you're referring to. Oh, you're playing. What is this? Selective. <laughs> selective hearing. Selective re- memory. memory. Yeah. 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 That wasn't so good with that emotional intelligence. But I have to tell you, I had a. T- so I, here's what happened. You were supposed to be on a phone call. That I had no idea about. How it was not in my not calendar. Know? It wasn't it was on my so calendar. Important. And nobody told me about it. Uh, so communication I'm is in so the ladies' in our room. organization. Well, there You're was always somebody, m- there was a mishap and yes. did not include me on this meeting invite. So I'm in the ladies' room. I come out. People are like, JG's looking for you. JG's looking for you. People are on the phone. They're waiting for you to leave so the conversation. I said he's, Do you understand? So I'm sitting there. I'm the like, importance? he's looking for me. So I'm like, okay. I go running and he's like, come on. I'm on the phone. We have a call. I'm like, who do we have a call with? Oh, is it, I'm like, all right. I ran into my office. I got my notebook. I ran into your office. And now the woman can't hear us because the speakerphone. Come close to the speakerphone. Please. Phone. But she was all sitting I at know, the other side of the room. The Dave, frustration was steaming. Right? But here's what <laughs> happened. Stick with me, because, Dave. No, me. Dave is not sticking with you on this one. I know it. You were so <laughs> mad on this one. that I wasn't there that you, with not only did you give me the finger, I mean, you gave me the finger with such I gave a you the face. Hand. I kept with saying, come such over. a face. <laughs> That I so you couldn't control yourself, right? There was no self regulation there. Nonverbal. Well, language? yeah, I saw that nonverbal <laughs> loud and clear. And then what happened was it totally affected me. I was furious, and mm. it took me. Hmm. I apologize. They didn't do anything wrong. They listen, no, I uh, wrong. listeners, I want you to know what you just heard. You just heard JG say. I apologize. Say no more. We're good. <laughs> because it took me hours. Oh. It took me hours to come down and and self-regulate, as they say. And mm. I think I have a pretty high degree of emotional intelligence, but you sort of know how to, so let's so talk, know how to so do that. So come back to this. So let's the talk wisdoms. about self. No, let's talk about self-awareness. Okay, let's do that. Yeah. Now that you said you're sorry, so, I'm I'm good to go. Yeah. Woo, I'm free. So self-awareness is about knowing your strengths as yeah. well as your weaknesses. Mm. Paying attention in the moment to what your emotions are doing to you. Mm. Remember? Yes. Noticing how emotions could affect other people and vice versa. <laughs> Maintaining confidence in your abilities and truly, truly being honest with yourself. Mm. Would you I like agree? that. I do. So when you talk about emotions, since that is half of the term of emotional intelligence... Everything that happens can elicit emotions. Yeah, when you get in my space. I don't invade your space. I got in trouble because I was somewhere I didn't know I was supposed to be. But your phone battery dies or you're late for that meeting. Or the or... Uber driver is late and it tells you <laughs> five minutes, but it's really 15 minutes. Right. So the, the, any, any event can set off an emotional response. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple of wisdoms mm. that we can share. 
So let's talk about those strategies. Yes, go ahead. What are the wisdoms to so, how, how to increase your self-control? Some of which we discussed yeah, we in our anger like management, no, we but about good like to know, repeat. Know thyself is, is a big one, but I think one of the big ones also is suspend judgment. Think before speaking, controlling your reactions. That's an excellent one. It's hard to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to look for humor in the situation. Yes, it was funny when the Uber driver did show up. <laughs> yeah, I think you also have to be adaptable. Yes, right? agreed. Being able to change course mid-crisis, let's say, and keeping your eyes open to you know opportunities. And, and as you did, you compromised with me. Like Israel and Jordan, we compromised the situation, right? And we uh, made it work. Well, we did make it work after yeah. some time. And choosing but- your actions. Well, I like I like kind of going back right to the marshmallows. So choosing actions, so choosing to behave in a way that ensures long-term success, meaning I'll get two over marshmallow, short-term. two marshmallows over that one short-term gain. So I yeah. love that. And Dave, uh, because you're still here and we love and adore sure. you, um, what's the one thing that you would add as the biggest wisdom? Uh, to sort of let the listeners practice this or become more self-aware of emotion of their own emotional intelligence, what would you add? You know, I would. Uh, I, you know, I would talk about the, the the fact that you know you you uh, you mentioned about the, how many things uh, trigger emotions, right? Right. And, huh? and you know, there's the the saying of you know leave your emotions at the door, right? Or that the mm-hmm. workplace is no place for emotions. And mm-hmm. I actually think that that is not a productive way of thinking about it. Yeah, if I bottled up my emotions, I may end up bringing them home with me. Sure. So I think sometimes letting your emotions out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I think sometimes letting your emotions out is a good thing. Well, it's a release. And, and, but but on that note, uh, you know, this is you, like you therapy have, for JG. No, I want so, you to know. <laughs> That, but a lot of money uh, on therapy. the other side of that, you you do have to to be wary of the fact that uh, venting doesn't necessarily uh, make you happy. Uh, and and again, that's another common thing to say, right? I just needed to get it out, or uh, yeah, it was cathartic, right? Mm-hmm. But but actually, uh, again, getting briefly back to science, that it's actually showing that that doesn't work because if you you think about these neural pathways that get uh, created throughout mm-hmm. your life, right? If every time you get angry, you yell. Hmm. Then that's going to become your, your way of dealing way to, with it. Yeah. With dealing True. with it, that, that is not venting. That's just yelling. However, so the 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 second part of that wisdom is to remember, you know, don't keep the anger in. Also, right or yes, the emotion in, right. and and the emotion. By the way, you know, anger is not the only emotion. What if you're sad and you need to cry? That's an emotion too. Sure, absolutely. Right. So, do you let it out, or you hold it in, or how do you control that? But maybe we'll talk about that in part two of emotional intelligence, which is next week. So, we'd like our listeners to tune in for part two, and we're going to explore additional aspects of emotional intelligence, including another fun interactive exercise that you will be able to use in your everyday life. We promise you will not want to miss it, and you won't hear it anywhere else other than on WCBS News Radio 880. JG, what have we been doing here? We've been talking about emotional intelligence and how to improve emotional intelligence, coming up with various wisdoms and whatnot. I think you've been doing a very good job of that. So when are we here? When is gut wisdom here? Here every Saturday night between 7 and 8, talking about different topics, relating to human capital management and whatnot. 
Yep, and we are super interested in your feedback. So we want to hear from you. We'd like you to go to our website, gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, and share your feedback. A lot of, a lot of listeners have been, and which has been so exciting. I cannot begin to tell you that we're, we're crafting topics based on listener feedback already. Yes, yeah, so if you is, have a great topic, share it with us, because we may even have you as a guest on, on our show. You never know. If You know, there's a lot of people that would like to be a guest. Mm-hmm. So we really encourage listeners to let us know what you'd like to hear. And maybe you can be a guest. And we also want to take this time to thank you for listening to JG and I. And, of course, thanking our very special guest, David Friedman from Paracore Solutions. My who will be back for part two next Saturday night. David, thank you so much. You are just... Uh, you're a superstar. You're a blessing. <laughs> thank you. And thank you. a big thank you to our executive producer, Kenya Gibson. Yeah. Production guru, probably with the most patience, Melissa Raff. Engineer pro, Tom Fenn. Head honchos, Greg Janoff, along with director of news and programming here at CBS News Radio 880, Tim Scheld. And JG, you want to check, thank the... Uh, the folks close close to the heart? Yeah, our family, our friends, the teams at GFG, the teams at Pear, and my success platform and Gut Wisdom. Thank you for all your support and continued support. And where can they hear our shows? On WCBS News Radio 880. Right, because it streams live, but soon we'll be on the podcast. And mm-hmm. if you can't, if you didn't hear it tonight, you can hear it on the website. And let's see, we want you to have a great week. We want you to remember to tune in next week for part two of Emotional Intelligence. When we talk about strategies to improve your communication, empathy, and relationship skills in all these various areas of EQ. Did you say empathy, JG? Empathy. Awesome. That's coming your way next Saturday night on Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates.